The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Three, two, one. Happy Sunday. Hello and welcome to week one of the NFL season. This is the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm your host, Matt, and I am happy to be here for week one. We are going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to talk about a few of my games of the week that you'll see today, some sit starts, and then we will wrap up with a little bit of movie corner. But first, let's talk about the Thursday night game. Thursday Night Football hasn't transitioned to Prime Video just yet, uh, but we did have the big NFL kickoff game where the reigning Super Bowl champion Chiefs hosted the Detroit Lions. And if you read my uh, preview on the site, you would know that throughout history, since we've had this kickoff game that featured the reigning Super Bowl champion, we've only had three defending champions that fell short. The New York Giants lost a rivalry game to the Dallas Cowboys. There was that weird game for the Baltimore. Baltimore Ravens, where they couldn't be at home because of the Orioles, and Peyton Manning hung seven touchdowns on them in Denver. And then we had last year where the Rams kind of fell apart against the Bills. The Chiefs went into this one, uh, you know, a lot of questions about the wide receiving core. They didn't have Travis Kelsey, and their offense just was not clicking. They end up losing 21 to 20. A great start for the Lions, a team that I'm excited about. If you watch my playoff predictions last week, I think that they have a great chance to win the NFC North and make the playoffs. So it was a great start for them. Not a great start for Patrick Mahomes and the offense. In fact, the pick six he had was a pretty well-thrown ball to Kadarius Toney, who had a horrendous night. Uh, Tony and Sky Moore are a couple of wide receivers, young wide receivers who people thought might be in line for uh, a lot of use and a good season this year. Did not start out well. Uh, Tony had a lot of drops. So did Sky Moore. They really struggled on offense. The running back rotation was a little bit wonky. Uh, I think once they get Travis Kelsey back, they'll have that main piece in the passing game. Uh, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes will end up being fine. There were some good things. You know, MVS looked to, to have the same role and, and does that well. Had a couple of big catches. They were getting Justin Watson involved a little bit. So if you have pieces of the Chiefs offense, it's not time to panic yet. Uh, but certainly an inauspicious start. On the flip side for the Lions, a lot of excitement about Jameer Gibbs, who was taken with the 12th pick. We only saw him get nine total touches, seven carries, a couple of receptions. Dan Campbell said they want to ease him into it. That makes a little bit of sense. 
he is a rookie, you know, trying to get him in there. I think it was a very tight game. David Montgomery, the veteran, a little bit of a better blocker, had a little bit more of the, I'm just going to dive for it and get what I can get uh, instead of trying to create plays. And I think that was a little more of what they were looking for just to hold on and to get that win. I expect we're going to see some big things from Jameer Gibbs. We saw a couple of plays where you can see that explosion on the field. So I'm not panicking about him yet. But the other rookie, I was very excited to see the usage for Sam Laporta. Sometimes it takes a while for rookie tight ends to come online. He caught five balls for 39 yards. That was pretty good usage. Um, and he was he was a pretty integral part of the offense at times. So that looked really good. Amon Ross St. Brown still looks good. I'll be curious to see how uh, this offense looks when they can merge uh, Jamison Williams back in. He is obviously on the suspension to start the season. In terms of other receivers, you know, preseason, I had thought Marvin Jones might be a sneaky pickup. He did not have a very good week one. Uh, there's still a little time for correction there, but I don't know how I feel about that. Josh Reynolds had a decent night, but for now, going forward, I still think in the passing game, it's pretty much Amon Ross St. Brown as a locked-in starter. I'm getting more interested in being able to play Sam Laporta, and I still like both the running backs for Detroit. Uh, well, that's the game that we already had. Now let's look forward to what are my game. This is a very interesting week for kickoff. We have an excellent set of primetime games. We have a really loaded late window schedule today. The early window, not quite as exciting, but my early window game that I'm most excited about is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns, a big divisional rivalry. This is the battle for Ohio. Deshaun Watson coming out and will be starting the season there for the Browns. Can he give them a different energy than what they had last year? The Bengals, meanwhile, Joe Burrow just got a massive extension. They've been in the AFC Championship game two years in a row. They would like to get back. They would like to get back to a Super Bowl and maybe win it. I think they're one of the better contenders. If you watch my picks, they were my pick to go and win the Super Bowl this year. I think this is a great way to start the season. Both these teams will be very hungry for a win, and this is by far and away, to me, the best of the eight early games in the early window. In the late afternoon, we actually have a number of great games, but the one that I want to highlight is the Miami Dolphins at the Los Angeles Chargers. Both these teams were in the playoffs last year, and that is a big part of the draw and the appeal. But another big piece of the draw and the appeal is these two quarterbacks who I have pictured here. Tua Tagovailoa was taken the number five overall pick in the 2020 draft by the Miami Dolphins, and Justin Herbert went one pick later at number six to the Los Angeles Chargers. These two guys, along with Joe Burrow, are part of a pretty excellent quarterback class from that uh, 2020 draft. All of them have been in the playoffs in the AFC. All of them have uh, a lot of potential, and I think this is a huge way to start the season. The Chargers, obviously playing Chase with the Chiefs, would love to get back to the playoffs, would love to go a little bit further. New uh, offense under Kellen Moore. Excited to see what can come of that with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams healthy. They picked up Quentin Johnson. They have an underrated weapon in Josh Palmer. They have a great tight end in Gerald Everett, plus Austin Eckler. On the flip side for Miami, they were great last year when Tua was healthy. His concussion problems kept him off the field, and that really took a bite out of the Dolphins. They kind of slumped a little bit to end the season with him out of there and weren't able to compete in the playoffs. But I think they could really push the Bills this year in the AFC East and really push the Jets if the Jets end up being competitors. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are great. A lot of questions beyond that, especially in the backfield with Jeff Wilson on IR. Um, to start the season, you know, what's the backfield mix going to be? 
Can Tua stay out there, stay healthy, and look like he did last year? I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup, a great way to kick off the season. Our primetime Sunday night game pits a couple of division rivals. The Dallas Cowboys traveled to take on the New York Giants. Both these teams were also in the playoffs last year. The Giants making it in as the seventh seed. The Cowboys were a fifth seed. Both of them chasing the Eagles a little bit. Uh, Mike McCarthy taking a more active role in calling the offense this year as Kellen Moore is gone. They picked up Brandon Cooks. I love the trio of receivers with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Brandon Cooks. Don't know if you're going to get as much production from the tight end with Dalton Schultz moving on and Jake Ferguson there. But this is also a big game. This is now Tony Pollard, RB1. Uh, you know, he got the franchise tag. They committed to him. Ezekiel Elliott is gone. I like the pieces for Dallas on offense, and their defense has been very opportunistic. The big question for the Giants is, were they able to improve in that passing game? They have a big new weapon in Darren Waller. He is questionable, but is expected to play. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of rolling the dice if you have him in lineups because it is a night game. But to me, I think he's going to be a focal point in their passing game. If I have him, I'm keeping him in there unless we get some word throughout the day today that he's looking more questionable. And it has not been a great week for tight ends. I mentioned Travis Kelsey was out. Kittle is also considered questionable. Mark Andrews, questionable and is not likely to play. So it is an important week to kind of have some different low-end tight end options available. I might look at Chickaconquo. I also have a tight end start uh, that I am pretty high on is a guy that you can probably get on waiver wires right now and throw in, and I will get to that in the sit starts. But Darren Waller, going to be a focal point in the passing game. They added Paris Campbell. They didn't add a lot more in that passing game, but they did bring back Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. I think this is going to be a good, tough, hard-fought game. Looking forward to this one, too. As I said, the primetime games, you know, we had Lions-Chiefs to open Thursday. We have Cowboys-Giants tonight. And then Monday night, we have another New York battle, back-to-back primetime games to open the opening weekend in New York at the Meadowlands, and it is going to be something special on the 9-11 anniversary to have the Bills and the Jets, two New York teams, playing in New York uh, on Monday Night Football. And even more importantly, we have you know Josh Allen and the Bills, who have been a consummate contender in the AFC the last few years coming in and playing the Jets who went and got Aaron Rodgers and are hoping he makes a big difference Two great defenses too and that is why I'm hedging my bets a little on this game I think this could be more of a low scoring defensive battle especially since it's the first week of the season defenses are usually ahead the Jets defense is very impressive under head coach Robert Sala the Bills defense also impressive Neither both these teams have a few questions for the Bills. You know, what is that running game going to be like? You have James Cook. They brought in Damian Harris. They have Latavius Murray. Be curious to see the splits and how that works. Also curious for the Bills to see how those passing game splits work. I have great confidence in Stefan Diggs. Davis, Gabe Davis kind of has his own role. What are they doing with these two tight ends, Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid? This isn't going to be the easiest defense to go against to try to get a feel for that. On the flip side for the Jets, you know, Brees Hall, questionable. Is he really healthy coming back? What's the backfield split going to be like? They brought in uh, Dalvin Cook. They also have Michael Carter back there. They have a young rookie in Israel, Bonaconda, they like. What is the rotation going to be? I'm excited to see uh, 
Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. They had great chemistry. If you've been watching Hard Knocks, how's that going to play out? You know, they have some good young receivers there too. But again, I think this is going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the teens. I think it's going to be very fun, very exciting. There's going to be a good energy. Uh, so I am looking forward to Monday Night Football. So that is a quick look at uh, some of the games I'm highlighting. So this morning, first window, Bengals, Browns, second window, Dolphins, Chargers, then tonight, obviously, we have the Cowboys, Giants. Tomorrow, we have the Bills and the Jets. So there are plenty of big games and some excitement to look forward to. Now, the next question you probably have is about your lineup. So let me give you some of my best. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Sit, start, advice. All right. Well, we come to sit start. So I'm going to kick it off with quarterbacks. I'm just going to go position by position with my sit and my start. Uh, For starts, I'm going with Dak Prescott tonight. I mentioned the primetime game. Dak's back. He's healthy. I love his set of weapons, plus the Cowboys. You know, with Mike McCarthy at the helm, I think they're going to have a little bit more of a pass-friendly offense. We had seen that at times when he was kind of calling the plays in Green Bay. That's also good news for those who roster Dak and bad news for the Giants, uh, his week one opponent. Dak is 10-2 and two in his career against the Giants. Uh, he's thrown for 3,147 yards, 23 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. He hasn't always lit it up of late, but I really like the passing game weapons, and I think this is going to be a good game. My sit on the flip side is Aaron Rodgers. This isn't about me being a hater, although I am not a big Jets fan right now. Uh, You know, I have not been super impressed that they've had a lot of war wars with Denver, which hasn't endeared them more. I think Rodgers is going to be fine this season. I really still like Garrett Wilson in this game, and I would start him. But I think there's going to be a period of adjustment. As I mentioned, I think both these defenses are really strong. I don't think this is an ideal way to kick off the season. Uh, you know, for these teams, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. So it's not like I think Rodgers is going to be a dud, but I have him more in the QB2 range. So for my sit starts, what I'm looking for is quarterback and tight end projecting top 12, not top 12. And for running back and receiver, top 24, not 24, uh, 24. So if you're in super flex, you're probably throwing Rodgers in. I'm just expecting more of a low end QB2 performance this week. Uh, transitioning to the running back uh, segment. I'm all in on J.K. Dobbins this week. The Baltimore Ravens open the season at home against the Houston Texans. And let me tell you, the Texans were not great against the run in 2022. They were dead last, number 32 in carries against and yards against by opponents, and number 31 in rushing touchdowns against. They also allowed opposing running backs to average 5.1 yards per carry. In 2022, Dobbins, when he returned from injury in the eight games he was able to play, he averaged 5.7 yards per carry. He is a great runner. He is 
healthy, ready to go for week one. I know D'Amico Ryans is, is there, and I think he's working on improving that Texans defense, but I think it's going to be a process. I don't think it's going to flip overnight. The Ravens are a team that want to run. They have a good, strong running back, and they are facing an opponent that was very vulnerable to the run last year. All those things are reasons why I am firing up J.K. Dobbins. My sit at the running back position is actually Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. Jacobs is a talented back, and he had an incredible 2022 season. He also torched the Denver Broncos twice last year, and that is his week one opponent. So you're probably saying, what gives here? Well, Call it partly a gut call, but Josh Jacobs held out of training camp and held out of the preseason. He just barely returned. Uh, you know, I think that puts him a little bit behind. Probably it will have a little bit of a controlled workload. Could have a few conditioning issues as he's getting back into football shape. This is week one. They are at altitude, which adds another wrinkle to everything. In addition, there's some bad energy around the Raiders. We've had some, you know, some tough stuff this offseason, especially between Jacobs and Devontae Adams and the team. Add to that the fact that the Broncos are very aware that Josh Jacobs was uh, single-handedly responsible for torching them last year. A lot of the talk has been about scheming to make sure that does not happen again. I think he will be a focal point for the defensive game plan here, and that's why I have him as a sit this week. Uh, you know, I think better weeks are coming, um, but this may not be his top-end week. Uh, at receiver, looking at uh, DJ Moore as my start of the week. The Bears essentially traded the number one overall pick to land DJ Moore uh, because they needed a number one wide receiver for Justin Fields. They really want to improve that passing game. They are at home this week against the Green Bay Packers looking to make a statement about their improvement and how that they can uh, move forward this season. In his lone preseason game, uh, Moore saw three targets, caught two passes for 102 yards and a touchdown. He looked really great. I think this is going to be kind of a big game with a lot of big game energy. We saw the Bears really rise to the occasion on opening day uh, last year when they were able to upend the San Francisco 49ers. I'm very excited to see this connection. I think Moore is going to make a big splash, and they are going to really try to focus uh, some attention on him this game. So I have him as a start. On the flip side, I like Michael Pittman. I like his talent. He's clearly the top receiver for the Colts. My question is more about the Colts offense and the time it's going to take them to kind of figure things out. Anthony Richardson is a very talented young quarterback, but he struggled with accuracy uh, in college and he struggled with accuracy in the preseason. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that was in the playoffs last year, who you know, has very big aspirations for going back to the playoffs. I don't think this is going to be an easy game. They also lack kind of that pop in the backfield. Jonathan Taylor's out on the pup list. Uh, Zach Moss is now doubtful. Um, that kind of leaves us with a combination of Deion Jackson and Evan Hall, the rookie, to carry the load. I think that puts more focus uh, on the passing game. Uh, you know, and on Michael Pittman. And again, it is not an easy matchup. So I do I think Michael Pittman will be terrible? No, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him finish outside the top 24, which again is the metric I'm using for these sit starts. So I have Pittman as a sit this week.
Now we come to tight ends. Uh, my tight end start of the week is uh, Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, a very strong part of the Atlanta offense. He was the first of three consecutive top of the first round picks they've taken on offense. Uh, some people have question about Desmond Ritter and his potential there at home this week against the Carolina Panthers. This is a game they really need to win if they want to maximize and achieve. They were my pick to go from worst to first and win the NFC South and make it into the playoffs. I think a lot of that has to start with having a really good game here uh, against the Carolina Panthers. I like Ritter's potential and I like, you know, Pitts is a huge weapon, huge piece of that. I think he and Drake London will be the keys in the passing game. As I mentioned, a lot of the top end tight ends are ailing this week. I like Pitts to step up and have a big home opener. It's his third year now in the NFL. I think we're going to finally see a step forward more toward what people thought they were getting when they drafted him as a rookie. I will say with all of the uh, potential injuries at tight ends, a sleeper under the radar pick for me is Mike Gusecki of the Patriots. Um, you know, I I like his potential in this offense. I think that they could run a lot through the tight end. Um, he's he's somebody I am keeping an eye on. Uh, he was a sleeper for me going into the season, and I think if you are hard pressed at the tight end position, he's somebody I might take a look at that could be available on the waiver wires. Uh, my sits this week are Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. You know, the Bills took Kincaid in the first round. He figures to be a big part of the passing attack this season. But what exactly is the split going to be with Knox? How will Kincaid be deployed? What exactly is going to be the focus and the distribution in this passing game? What are they doing with the running game? Week one in prime time against a stout Jets defense is probably not the time to find out the maximum top end for these players. Uh, so it's not a case of me disliking either of them or not believing they're going to be involved. It's the matchup. It's the questions we have going into the season. And that's part of the reason that I have uh, both the Bills tight ends as my sits for this week. So that's a little bit of my sit starts as we're going through uh, Sunday morning. Hopefully that helps you make a few lineup decisions. Very excited to be here for week one of the NFL season. Excited to continue going as we move forward deeper into the season. We will probably have some bets of the week going on uh, and returning, and I will have uh, some more guests and other folks on. Uh, but today, before I get out of here, I'm going to end with a quick shot at the movie corner. <laughs> If you, you are waiting for games to begin and you want to get a couple of quick movies, uh, there was one that I thought was interesting in theaters and one that I found very interesting on streaming. The first one on streaming is Sitting in Bars with Cake, uh, which was a movie that kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, I thought it might be a little bit of a comedy, a little bit of a lighter movie, has some very dramatic elements. Uh, I really ended up enjoying um, the performances and the story. If you saw my review on the site, you know I gave it four stars. That one is streaming on Prime Video, so if you're sitting around waiting for the games to kickstart and you just want to throw something on, little bit of a tearjerker, but I really enjoyed it. I thought that one was great. Uh, in terms of theaters, the big releases this week uh, were The Nun 2. Um, if you're into the Conjuring Universe horror franchise, uh, the second installment of the Nun-specific series uh, starring Taisa Farmiga is out. Uh, we also got another sequel, which is My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Um, you might be like a lot of people not realizing they made a third one and that it was already out. Uh, I don't think it had much of a marketing campaign at all. I went with my wife last night for Saturday night date night. And, you know, I thought it was 
it was pretty enjoyable. I liked it a little bit better than the second one. I'm still on the fence, but it might be my favorite of the three films in general. This one, they go to Greece. They have some good adventures. I like the cast. I like the easy rapport they have together. It was a little bit of lighthearted fun. So if you're looking for a couple of uh, different movies to check out this week, those are some great ones to check out. Um, tonight, Eric and I will be going over My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 and the rest of the films in the franchise uh, as uh, we do this week at the movies. That will take place at 7 Eastern tonight. Um, Ricky and Dom will be looking at A Haunting in Venice, and that one takes place at 10 Eastern tonight. So if you want a little bit more movie take, you can tune in tonight uh, as a great way to unwind after a full day of watching football. Otherwise, hope you have a great day out there. Enjoy week one. We have finally made it. See you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.